Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Resiliency and Running Podcast. My name is Liz, and I will be your host. I'm so excited for today's episode because I've got Daria on, and she is a life coach. She's been featured in Forbes and Vogue, and she's just got a really interesting background in neuroscience and kind of what she brings in that to this approach of anxiety, fear, and procrastination in life. And so I'm really excited for you to hear this episode, so make sure to stay tuned. Okay, so I'm so excited to have Daria on the show today. She's just got a really amazing, incredible background. She is a life coach and she specializes in neuroscience and she brings a lot of really incredible insights into that world. And she brings a lot of insight into just the idea of happiness and productivity and, you know, just really being able to manifest and achieve your biggest goals and kind of focusing on that instead of shaming yourself and kind of holding yourself back from achieving your biggest goals. And so I just wanted to give Daria a chance to introduce herself and kind of who she is. Yeah, thank you so much for having me, Liz. Yes, my name is Daria Svencher and um, I'm a life coach. My purpose is to help people live this life and the key word is to live it. And by living it, there are like many things that should come together in order for us to experience this life at the fullest. And of course, work, personal life, health, career, finances, it all plays out together. So I help people to bring their all spheres of life at the very best they can. That's amazing. And how did you get to where you are today? You seem to have a really incredible story. Yeah, I I never thought that I would be working in this space, but my personal circumstances aligned the way that I felt very depressed at one point. And for me, depression and the state of procrastination, state of laziness was not something that I experienced uh, ever in my life. And when circumstances change, when I moved to the United States and other personal circumstances, you know, start to pop up as well, I realized that I'm no longer this enthusiastic Daria who achieves her dreams like very easily, who literally like flows through life. And at some point I realized that I can't, I can't, I can't be depressed. I can't be lazy. It's not something when I'm feeling that I'm living. And because I knew that another state is possible, I started to dig into myself and see what prevents me from living this life, what prevents me from getting up with a lot of enthusiasm and actually do things because I want to do them, not because I'm just forcing myself to do this, yeah? And this is how I discovered neuroscience. It's the science about how the brain works because our brain, it's the control center, yeah? It's the center which processes our feelings and emotions. And this is the center which produces our feelings and emotions. And I went to a couple of programs in Stanford. I used to live in San Francisco back then. And it was now COVID time, so it was on campus. And we were learning a lot of exciting things about how our brain processes information, stores memories, and basically makes decisions on our behalf. It is proven that uh, three seconds before we verbalize any decision, it's been already made uh, in our mind without our conscious awareness. Mm-hmm. So there is a mechanism in our mind which basically produces the decision making, yeah? The decision to start the thing that you want to start or to procrastinate, the decision to be in a high energy state or not. And we make about 35,000 decisions on a daily basis, like 35,000. Wow. And only a handful go through our awareness, only a handful of decisions we can recall. Mm-hmm. So I started to piece things together and I realized that, okay, if... 
thousands, like dozens of thousands of my decisions are not the ones that I'm consciously making. So what makes my mind make these decisions on my behalf? What is it? Mm. Yeah. And this is where we go into more like a psychology, psychotherapy realm, where we start to understand where this emotional, I don't like the word traumas, but like emotional challenges were coming up in different times in our lives. And so basically the accumulation of all the emotional challenges that we experience and the accumulation of all the models and beliefs that we believe in that we acquired, basically this is what powers, this is the fuel for the decision-making machine of our mind. And so unless we, unless we figure out what it is that powers up this machine, we're not able just using our willpower to basically power through and push through. It's not sustainable. Yeah, this is where like severe burnout is created. This is where more challenges with mental health come up and people just just you know just push through at the edge of their of their power at the edge of their ability and it's it's like it, it breaks them yeah but we don't want that yeah we don't want that but at the same time not everybody has the luxury of taking time actually to do this yeah so what the hell like how the hell are we going to figure out what it is that preventing us from actually living this life while the years are, you know, passing and passing and we are not getting younger every single year? Yeah. And so I, I kind of just wanted to segue into kind of what you were touching on in terms of like that burnout, because I think a lot of people really struggle with that, especially in COVID and pandemic and work from home. And I think a lot of people really struggle to kind of have, you know, work hours when you're working from home and you don't know when to turn on and turn off your laptop and what time scales that should be. And I was listening to a previous episode of yours, just, you know, when you were talking about your ideal morning routine and what that looks like and how a big proponent of that was not looking at your phone first thing and not checking emails. And I think like, even like someone like me really struggles with that. And it almost feels like if I don't check my emails in the first hour of waking up, I feel like I'll miss so many things when that's just not the truth. And so I guess what sort of advice do you have for people that are kind of struggling in that burnout kind of thing? Yeah, great question. Burnout is a big word. I mean, it's literally it's like a medical di- diagnosis. And I won't be just labeling, putting this word on people without like a proper examination. And I'm not a doctor, so I'm not in the position even to examine. And uh, the first thing I would encourage actually not to use the word burnout, because sometimes when we label ourselves with something, we are literally like start to create the story in our lives. So be very careful with the words that you are using to describe yourself because it influences us a lot. And I'm also certified in neurolinguistic programming. So I know that the words, they really, they matter a lot. If you sometimes experience the downtime, you experience sadness, so you experience laziness or procrastination. First of all, it does not define you. It's just something that you experience from time to time. And let's relate to it this way, okay? You're not lazy. You just sometimes experience laziness. You are not a procrastinator. You just sometimes don't do things that you actually want to do. Yeah. And it's not something that is your definition. Any of these things, they're not the definitions of us. 
But what to do? Mm, this is essentially what I work in my private practice. Yeah, because there are like hundreds of different reasons why circumstances and by circumstances, I mean mental circumstances like our experiences, uh, beliefs and models that we operate with, mm, how they came to be. Yeah. So the first step is to discover what it is that you are running away and why. Yeah why in your life um, it aligned this way that you actually do everything not to do something. Mm. And with students, I know you have uh, students also in your audience, you may resonate because when, when I used to be a student and I had to prepare for some exam, I would clean my room, I would like cook, I would do everything that I, I thought is like, oh, that's a great time to cook. And I still have like hours and hours and hours to prep. But then you realize like in 3 a.m. that you haven't touched the prep and then you push through, push through. And then like two hours before uh, the deadline, I'm the most productive hours and sometimes it's just 30 minutes sometimes it's just an hour so what it is that makes us push things that we actually want to do sometimes we push things that we have to do in this in this case we just don't want to do them and we push them away but sometimes it happens with things that we pretty much want to do and we know why we want to do them but at the same time like our our mind just does not allow us to enter and this is where this self-criticism coming up like why i can't just do this i i'm already like postponing this task for like a couple of weeks dragging it from one day to another and it all creates guilt and guilt creates self-shaming and we don't need that so mm -hmm. this is viral from which is so hard to, to to come up so and there are methods like a system to discover what are you this primal drivers and what are the beliefs and models that you've acquired that are in conflict mm -hmm. and sometimes people are they come into me and say like Daria I just don't have energy to do this I want to do this just I have no no energy like no life force nothing and the top thing where we are literally like wasting our energy energy goes down with the drain it's when we have something that we want but at the same time we have some internal model which does not allow us to go there mm. yeah and it may sound right now like a little bit like woo woo. And for example, if a woman tries or like a man tries to lose weight and all they're focusing to lose weight and they really genuinely want to lose weight, like very genuinely, like they, they just want to do this and they know what they what they have to do and they know what are the steps they have to take, but the steps are not as exciting, but they still have a, like a big motivation to actually do the steps. But at the same time, you know, we are working through this and we discover that actually their beliefs and their thinking about people who are slim and fit are not so like are not so good mm. basically they think that slim and fit people they are that they are they tend to cheat they actually have no idea but you see and that fit people they are they don't enjoy eating food or mm. something like that so basically several concepts which were kind of like non-meaningful at the back of the mind something that the client won't be even mentioning unless you know we did, we did the process for that and so this is the push and pull which drains the energy yeah it's like when the car for example kind of like at one place but at the same time it pushes on brake and on gas it doesn't move it doesn't do anything but it just breaks some point so this is how we drain our energy by having kind of like trying to go towards 
towards what we want, but at the same time are not realizing that actually where we want to go, it's not where our subconscious thinks it's a good place to go. Mm, Yeah, yeah, that totally makes sense. I think I wanted to ask too, just about um, something that I was reading for like an article that you were doing with Vogue Australia around dopamine fasting. Does that correlate at all with like, I guess, you know, this idea of like burnout or, you know, just not having enough energy and not feeling and having the low days and not feeling like you can achieve something. Does that kind of correlate at all or does that help in any way? Yeah, it definitely does. And like the dopamine, this is the reward chemical, which rewards us with a good feeling when we are doing something. But right now we have a lot of cheap dopamine everywhere. Basically, when we are having this illusion of growing or this illusion of development by constantly consuming information, by having some kind of junk information, and maybe, you know, and it may not even be junk. You may be just constantly listening to listening to like YouTube videos or like business podcasts or, or whatever. Yeah. But it's still, it's junk information because it just goes kind of like in and out of your mind, in and out of your mind constantly. And, you know, like better watch like a good Netflix show. Then constantly have this, you know, feeding of information just for the sake of like, oh my God, I'm, I'm like constantly growing, constantly developing, even when I'm washing my dishes. So like, I don't know, um, running errands around the house. Sometimes to be, to quiet the mind, to do nothing literally and by doing nothing i don't mean like crawling social media i don't mean reading i don't mean uh, literally do nothing is where you lay down you have nothing nothing in your ears nothing in front of your eyes you do nothing with your hands you do nothing with your feet and you just lay there and this is hard but this is what helps our mind to declutter Mm. yeah And that's why the most genius ideas come like in the shower, during the bike ride, things like that. Because this is when our mind starts to piece things together. It starts to make the puzzles come together for your good. And all the information that it's been picking up, it would use in an ideal way. There are no internal conflicts. It would use to provide you the best solution for what you want. And this is how basically if we go more into the spiritual route of like the word manifest, it's essentially being able to know what you clearly want, being able to remove the internal conflicts that pull you back from what you want and let your mind rest so it comes up with solutions. And then acting upon the solutions based is basically the intuition, yeah? This yeah. is our intuition. This is how it works. And when we are like following the steps and when we are practicing them, it becomes our second nature and then our life is in a state of flow. Mm. And so kind of going from like 2020 to 2021, I feel like a lot of people maybe feel like, you know, when you're going into a new year, people set, sometimes they set crazy resolutions and sometimes they have smaller goals that are more achievable. What kind of advice would you have for people to kind of declutter their minds and kind of have that fresh start going into a new year? And what are some, what are like five things that you always feel like are necessary for starting a new year? It's, it's a great question. Um, there is actually a process uh, which I do every new year to start a new year. And this process, this is exactly what I teach in the Dream Sprint. It's my program where basically bring groups through this process of defining what they want, removing the conflicts that they have, and then opening their mindset to literally the possibilities that they truly want and not with something that they came with because sometimes we are just if I ask people without any prep any context like write down 10 things that you want those things would be just things that they think are possible for them right now 
that's it. They would be from this little tiny box that they came to think possible for them at this time frame. And this is how the life is being created. Yeah, if we constantly like thinking our life and creating our life, because in order to create something, you have to design it. Even in the, like I used to work in tech, in order to create a tech product, you have to, you have to do the shell first. You have to do the architecture first. And only after that, if this goes through on the uh, user test, if, user, if, if the user comes through your interface very well, only then you can start to put the backend programming to everybody and everything and everything, yeah? This is just how it works. This way we design our lives, yeah? And if this shell, this box that we try to fit our life in is very limiting, it comes from the place of fear, from the, from the place of like proving something to your parents from the place of like uh being good to like whatever whatever obligation so that's how the person may feel this is not something that would be enjoyable even with the full backend system you see mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. that's why when i ask people at the end of the process because it takes a bit of a mind shifting to even allow yourself to think about something else because it's not possible to think about something that you've never thought before it mm -hmm. just our brain work. Our thoughts are repetitive 95% day by day, day by day. They are repetitive. We can't accept the new thought in our mind because guess what? Our mind rejects every single thought or piece of information that does not match whatever we already believe in. Mm. Yeah, it just rejects it. And that's why, for example, another person would present a completely opposite view from whatever, like social issue, any, 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 any. You would feel even the bodily reaction of rejection. It will be on a body level, mm. not even in the mind. And because we are designed this way to reject Every, every piece of information, every piece of opportunity, which does not match whatever we think is possible right now, we just blind to the soul opportunities around us. We just can't ever see them, even if they're all around us. And it's crazy. Like when I started to, you know, to, to play these games with myself, it's it's crazy how my life changed. I, I thought that, okay, if I'm doing this thing, I probably, the money should come from this thing that I'm doing like pretty much the most of the time. Not the case. The money can come from the most random things ever. And right now, like my side businesses and passive income makes a lot more than any of my active things. And before that, I couldn't even, I couldn't even let this thought in. I like, this is complex. This, this is bullshit. This is not true. Like if you spend on something a lot of time, it should bear results. No, you can spend a lot of time on something bear no results. And if you can spend little time on something, it will bear a lot of results. And it's not for us to basically make a conclusion that, oh, I probably shouldn't spend a lot of time on anything. Not at all. It's all about uh, literally using your biological computer, your mind to declutter it from everything that you don't need so it can produce this pure intuition that you can incorporate in your life yeah? because you are your own master and there shouldn't be any guru to whom you just, you know, blindly following their rituals or their methods. It's their methods. The major thing that I'm bringing my clients to is to rely on themselves mm. because this is, we are like, we are literally part of one crazy system and today actually i was reading an article about how um, on actually the science journal about how magnetic field is 
connecting like internet every single living being on this earth wow we our bodies are generating magnetic field our heart actually is the largest it's the largest organ not the largest organ it's the organ which generates the largest the largest magnetic field and every single thing that we feel think experience it affects the magnetic field around us and it's not woo woo it's not in the spiritual realm it's like pure science you can google magnetic fields and how they produce it's a real thing it's it's calculated in physics this is what people study yeah but just the angle that we look at it that if we are all a part of one magnetic field but at the same time we are producing magnetic fields on our own but at the same time it's a part of one so that's why every time we changing our state of mind changing our thoughts becoming more aware about the emotions that we suppress and all these things they literally affect the whole world they do mm-hmm. they do because this is how it works yeah that with two magnetic waves they come together they resonate on the same level they amplify twice yeah and this is why we have the situation right now that we have in the world because can you imagine how damaged this field became and how easy and effortless right now is to actually pick up on this field and be a part of this anger anxiousness of this constant lookout for a threat like any other any other threats are not existing in the world and this is this is just uh, this is a part of the journey yeah i i believe in in destiny and i believe in that some things there just should be and i have no like no opinion about the situation that is right now but what i know is just that it should be it should be in this way and i'm really curious where the next big <laughs> magnetic field amplifying thing comes and we'll see what 2021 brings us what advice would you do you think you would give your younger self so if you think back even just like 5 years ago and maybe whenever you were starting out in your career and kind of you mentioned that you used to work in tech and maybe people that I feel like a lot of people work in jobs that they feel like, you know, this is all I can do and I'm I can only do this 9 to 5 and I can't be creative and I can't do what I love and I can't go and pursue my passions and like what kind of advice would you want to give? Populate your mind with examples when it is possible because you can't believe in something from scratch or you can't believe in yourself from scratch. But if you find examples in the real life of people who are a little bit of a stretch but still relatable to you, yeah, just just don't Google like what Bill Gates does because you probably do not feel so much relatable. Yeah. So the more relatable the person is to you, uh, the better. For example, when I was building my new system of, of my beliefs and models, I looked up different immigrants from Eastern Europe with like different types of accents who were making it in a public space. And this is how I basically stretched my mind that's okay, this doesn't matter if I don't have a fancy degree, I could still be in the places where people with fancy degrees are because this is my model and this is right now what I came to truly, truly believe in. And because when you when you make yourself truly, truly believe something, the only examples and the only information that would ever come to your mind or to your awareness, to your attention, is the information which supports it. That's it. It's just how our mind works. Like whatever we are believing, this is what we are seeing in the environment around us. So that's why it's a really also great diagnostics tool to put attention on what you automatically put attention because yeah. it's not random things. There's, you can put two people uh, to listen, for example, to one audio, five minutes long, and both of them would hear completely different things. 
That's really interesting. And did you ever struggle kind of when you were starting out in terms of like believing in yourself and really, you know, finding your passion and finding things to inspire you? Did you ever have like days where you just felt like you were struggling really hard or that you didn't feel like you were being productive or not enough or that you couldn't achieve your goals? Oh, of course, I still have it. And then it's not something that, you know, that you just remove. Because with every new challenge, with every new decision to bring your life to even a better level, there is always these things, yeah? This is the stretch, you know? You can't do full splits. You can just gradually like, go lower, lower, but it will be still painful. And every single time you get closer to earth, it is painful, yeah? So it's not about removing something from your life. It's about learning to bring attention to this and learning uh, what what stands behind and when you know that and you know the tools on how to basically transform the situation this is how you get through life not by just removing something and this is also a great point because uh, many people when they start this inner work and they get to some success some initial success and then the old issues come up they start to think oh my god it just doesn't work it just like it came up again like what is it's it's all about just learning this mechanism and not um, completely removing something out of your life. That's awesome. And is this something that listeners can come to kind of your website and your um, Instagram page to kind of learn more about in terms of like your program around the dream sprint? Yeah, yeah, they can go to the dreamsprint.com. It's the program. It starts. It starts every month. New group starts every month, and it's literally the process. I actually do not do not uh, take personal clients unless they do Dream Sprint. I always recommend to do the Dream Sprint first because first of all, it saves you a lot of money. Because I'm literally in the Dream Sprint, I give everything that is possible to give in a group setting and does not require a lot of individual attention. But after the Dream Sprint, if you if you feel that there are some things that you want to work on personally and in this process you would realize if they are if they want if you want then only i can offer um, the one-on-one approach like via the application process so definitely first thing is the dream sprint and it's it's a program which literally helped thousands of people make their dreams come true in the pretty short timelines because sometimes we are going through our lives we are doing so much effort and we are acquiring all this information and it's not in vain in the dream sprint we just press this button which helps you to basically harvest all the goods that you've been working on for quite some time. So that's why for some people, dreams start to come fast. And some people who haven't been doing any work yet, they understand clear where they should go and what they should do. All right, everyone, that's going to wrap up another episode of the Resiliency and Running Podcast. I really do hope that you enjoyed it. And a big thank you to Daria again for coming on the show. If you are interested in her at all, I will have all of her details in the show notes of this episode. If you have any questions or comments, feel free to reach out to me on Instagram. I am just at Resiliency and Running. And please do leave a review on Apple Podcasts for the podcast. And I hope to see you in the next episode. Bye.